happy Tuesday, everyone. Although I have a love-hate relationship with Valentine's Day, its inevitable arrival has caused me to reflect on how I can love my husband better. I figured today would be the perfect time to talk about increasing connection within your marriage and how to become a more effective teammate with your spouse. This is your host, Brandi Williamson. I am a believer, wife, mother, and childbirth and family performance coach. This podcast is all about equipping mothers with actionable sport and performance psychology techniques and inspirational advice with a faith-based perspective to help you excel in your journey of motherhood, all while deepening your faith in Jesus. Welcome back to Mom Material. What comes to mind when you hear the word team? Maybe you think back to your junior varsity or varsity team glory days. If you're listening on your lunch break, maybe you think about the business you're employed at right now and the relationships that you have with your coworkers or boss. If you're like the rest of America, maybe you've heard nonstop about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's romance. So you actually paid attention to the Super Bowl this past weekend and think the Kansas City Chiefs football team. Whatever it is for you, think about what makes this group of people a team. In some way or another, they all collectively work together in pursuit of a common goal or shared purpose. Teams do hard things together. They have to trust and rely on one another. They experience defeat and share in individual successes as well as the success of the team. They divide responsibilities and teammates make each other better. The best teams figure out how to put individual differences aside in the sacrificial pursuit of putting the mission of the team first. Millions of dollars are poured into collegiate and professional athletic teams as well as businesses every year just so their team will be more equipped to achieve success. What if we applied that same type of attention and effort to our marriages? If we lived in a way that reminded both spouses, we are on the same team. We are in this together, not just for a season, but for life. Our children would be blessed. Our spouses would feel more loved. We'd be better equipped to pour into the people around us and be able to remain steadfast despite unforeseen yet inevitable storms that lie ahead. We would win together. We saw in last week's episode that it's not enough to win in our marriages out of the sheer passion or emotion. Plenty of people start out that way and sadly end up divorced. It takes commitment, sacrifice, and work each and every day. Today, we'll learn practical evidence-based strategies from high-performing teams and reflect on biblical truths to create meaningful change in our marriages. If Mom Material is adding value to your life in any way, please follow and rate the show. It helps boost our visibility on listening platforms so other people can find us easier and share in a similar experience. 
Let's look at what we can learn from Google. Google is one of the world's most famous and top performing companies with 90% market share in the search engine industry and an annual revenue of $307.39 billion. This company has been on the cutting edge of technology, so much so that our everyday lives most likely brush up against one of its products, whether that be Google Maps or our Gmail accounts or the much loved or hated Android operating system. Google is good at winning. They care about it so much that they launched Project Aristotle. This is an over $1 million data study observing 180 Google teams over three years in hopes of discovering what makes a team effective. The study found out that it didn't matter who was on a team or what type of personalities they collectively possess, but how the individuals on the team interacted with one another. This is good news for us married couples. I mean, once we've tied the knot, we have made a lifelong covenantal agreement to stay together for better or for worse until death do us part. We've already picked our teammate. So now we gotta figure out how to work together for the rest of our lives. Project Aristotle consistently found five key elements of effective teams, despite who was on the team or how they were composed. The first element is psychological safety. This is when team members are comfortable taking risks and opening up to one another. Second is dependability. This happens when work standards are met by all team members. Third, structure and clarity. This takes place when individuals understand their roles and responsibilities on the team. Fourth is meaning. This is when team members find purpose in the work that they do. Lastly, the fifth element is impact. Impact occurs when the team members believe the work that they do affects change. For today's conversation, we'll focus on the first element, psychological safety. Specifically, there are two behaviors that water these seeds of psychological safety. They are ostentatious listening and equality in conversational turn-taking. So let's break these down. Ostentatious listening happens when people on a team make the sender of information feel heard, prioritized, and respected. This looks like quality nonverbal communication, eye contact, head nodding. This also looks like the listeners asking clarifying questions to get a better understanding of what the sender of information is trying to convey. Teams close their laptops and shut their phones off to create an atmosphere where their teams can express ideas without any distractions. As mothers, we are constantly needed. I get distracted with the tasks that need to get done or the needs of my baby, causing me to completely miss the opportunities to connect with my husband. His bid for connection can get lost in the noise and busyness and never gets invested into our relational piggy bank. What are your biggest distractors? Phones, television, social media, kids? Identify what takes your attention away from being fully present with your spouse and have your spouse do the same for you. Next, identify the best time to talk. We found our time is at night. Everything is for the most part quiet after we put our baby to bed. So we'll spend our dinner talking, no phones, just us. I often run around all day trying to do things for others, but I desperately just want to be seen and heard by the people that love me. 
It doesn't even have to be for long, but when my husband gives me his undivided attention, I feel so loved, so seen, so heard, and sustained. Our husbands desire the same from us. So prioritize times throughout your day or week to invest 100% of the energy that you have to your spouse. Your relationship will be blessed by it. Equality and conversational turn-taking is what it sounds like. During team meetings, Google observed each person on effective teams speaks up and everyone gets the chance to talk for roughly the same amount of time. Teammates are able to share exciting ideas, take conversational risks without fear. They can express mistakes and issues. This takes a culture of vulnerability. Vulnerability is exposure, emotional, physical, mental, financial, and spiritual. I mean, they probably weren't exposing all of themselves all the time to their team, but In a marriage, it's different. Allowing your weaknesses to be known to others is actually what creates the chain links for trust. Trust is the foundation for relational progress to take place, whether that's in a marriage or other relationships in your life. But as spouses, this makes me think of Genesis 2.25, which says, And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. Theologically speaking, this points to when there was no concept of evil or good before sin had entered into the world. But it also makes me think of the importance of laying it all out in the open for your spouse to see. Not just being fully heard as we speak to our spouse, but conversationally bearing it all out before our spouse. So it's all transparent. There's such a fear of being hurt by the person closest to you, but also a privilege to be so deeply known and loved. Marriage is a mirror that reflects all of our selfishness, pride, and sin on full display in front of one another. It's the most vulnerable you can ever be with another person. If sex is the glue that helps marriages stick together, then forgiveness is the band-aid for the wounds you get from falling as you walk together. Hurts from people closest to you cause pain, anger, and bitterness. Once planted in our hearts, these choke out our ability to love, leaving us with resentment and eventually hatred. It sounds so weird to ever think that someone would hate their spouse, but it happens all the time. Just look at a celebrity couple on the news going through a divorce settlement. I never want to naively think that my relationship is somehow protected from adultery or divorce, but I want to live in a way that closes every single door to them. So how do we never get to that point? How do we guard our marriages and make our marriages and family lives flourish? Well, let's look at Ephesians 4, verses 31 through 32. Let all bitterness, anger, and wrath, shouting and slander be removed from you, along with all malice. And be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving one another, just as God also forgave you in Christ. Remembering that God forgave us, let us all grant that to other people, especially our spouse. 
Forgiveness and repentance work hand in hand. There is nothing shallow about them. Repentance is the choice to change your mind about something resulting in an action or behavior. It's not a superficial apology that doesn't lead to anything, but it demands a response. Valentine's Day doesn't need to be the only time we set aside a place and a space to listen and talk with our spouse. Show up as the best teammate you possibly can be by being fully attentive, listening to what your spouse shares with you this week. This expresses to them that you love and you care about them. Confess your hurts, share your desires, ask for forgiveness, and walk in the freedom of vulnerability with one another. Utilize these simple yet easily forgotten strategies to experience new depths of love, motivating you and your spouse to press onward towards victory as you run this marathon of life together. Thanks for listening.